Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons. If you want to monetarily support the show, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. If you can't support us financially, then you can support us algorithmically by liking, rating, and sharing. Thanks. Enjoy the show. At that point, I would be like, oh, god damn it, I'm on fucking whatever the TikTok <laughs> equivalent of punked is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to Campfire Tales. Uh, I am Don- Father Donathan. Um, I'm the... I'm the uh, <laughs> I'm the cult secretary. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm Josh, also known as the treasurer. Yeah, but, but they're they're both capital, like it's like it's a title. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like I'm a Templar, <laughs> the, the, the treasurer. It's his code name. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a pretty interesting story this week um, about uh, I'm shit. I'm specifically discussion. Madam Secretary of the Cult. That's what I want to be. So this week, we're going to talk about the molasses flood of 1919. Oh? The Boston molasses flood of 1919. That's so wild. I forgot to mention that uh, George Gein lost his family in a flash flood in Wisconsin. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) this article comes from (laughs) history.com. This is the opposite of a flash flood. Yeah. (laughs) Although... (laughs) So it was a perfect, it was like a perfect, if bizarre, terrifying, yet very sticky storm. I have heard, I have known of this. I've, I've had dreams like that. Around lunchtime on the afternoon of January 15th, 1919, <laughs> a giant tank of molasses burst open in Boston's North End. More than 2 million gallons of thick liquid poured out like a tsunami wave, reaching speeds of up to 35 miles per hour. Thick liquid is my new uh, game attack. <laughs> <laughs> Thick liquid, fuck, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, that's it is so actually. good. I was oh playing Xbox the other day with this guy called Thick Liquid eighty nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could be a rapper name too. It'd be Thick Liquid four twenty. <laughs> um, Thick Liquid X four twenty X. The molasses flooded streets, crushed buildings, and trapped horses in an event that ultimately killed twenty one people. And injured 150 more. Yeah, do you have any idea how fast liquid goes when it's fucking thick? Like, not a joke. That shit is dangerous. It'll collapse a building. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And you said 35 miles per hour? 35 miles per hour. You know how fast that is? Faster than a human can run. A hell of a lot faster. Uh, It feels slow when you're in your vehicle. It's the same speed at which semen travels out of a person. How do you fucking know that? I don't know if that's I, real. I think I know it from Mansers when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't know if that's real, bud. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> no fucking way. 28 miles per hour. <laughs> wow. What? 
the fuck? <laughs> why do you need to know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I know the things that I know. One of my favorite series. I'm not asking you. I mean, why did we as a species need to know? They called it a cop. They got him to bring his, his radar gun. Oh, <laughs> God. No, they probably did like a Mythbusters thing and fucking like super slow motion it. Oh, my God. Yes. Not the fucking high speed camera. <laughs> and not the slow-mo guys. No, leave them alone. They're too pure. <laughs> I love them I so much. One of my favorite uh, like newspaper article series, and there was also a series of books, was called The Straight Dope. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, and I know about the that. The whole idea behind The Straight Dope is people would write in with a question, and they would give you the answer, yeah. no matter what the question was. Sure. Like, um, but one person wrote in one time and asked what the caloric content was for semen. Excellent. And he actually broke it down and he said that the best way or the best stand in for semen is uh, egg whites. I'm just going to say this. There's no way to get a sample size large enough to confirm for the whole human race how fast, on average, <laughs> semen exits the body. There's no fucking way. You would have to spend 23 fucking years doing it. Oh, they probably did. But people started writing in and like getting pissy with him because they were like, how dare you say that egg whites is the same as semen? And he's had to like spend like multiple art or issues. He's like, y'all, we have to put this to rest. I can't. I can't make this my career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they also said that the smell of molasses lingered for decades. It's. Better than the smell of semen lingering yes. for decades. I hate you. <laughs> 100 years later, analysis has pinpointed a handful of factors that combine to make the disaster so disastrous. I'm so sorry I made this a cum episode. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I've also done potentially permanent damage to Ruben. <laughs> I'm going to write you up, motherfucker. I don't care. <laughs> You want to report him to the boss? Uh, I'm telling <laughs> Father Donovan about you. Submit an HR complaint via Discord. <laughs> Just put it in the Discord. How fast do you think semen leaves the human body? Our Discord is public now, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> post, post a question in our Discord and we have to answer it. <laughs> Link in the description. Yeah. So, or on our Facebook if that link is expired. So among uh, the um, the factors was flawed steel, safety oversights, fluctuating air temperatures, and the principles of fluid dynamics. This whole thing is off the rails now because every time I see anything about this, I'm going to think semen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I, that's what I said. I'm so sorry I turned this into a cum episode. So Mark Rossow, or Rossow, a civil... It, it did not take much work. <laughs> no, it did not. It's all, all I had to hear was 35 miles per hour, and this is a cum episode. And thick liquid. I, that didn't even play into it. You just said a, a speed in miles per hour, and I'm like, that's very similar to a fact that I know about. No divergence. It's different. It's different, y'all. It does. 
So Mark Rassal, a civil engineer and professor emeritus at Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville, who has written about the molasses flood, said, first you kind of laugh at it, then you read about it, and it was just horrible. Oh, no. Uh-oh. In the immediate <laughs> Yeah, 20-some people died, bud. You made this about cum. <laughs> In the immediate aftermath, news coverage included speculation about fermentation that produced too much pressure inside the tank. Some blamed anarchists for setting off a bomb. <laughs> I'm still, this is just trimmers. <laughs> not, not the anarcho-communists. <laughs> oh my gosh, you <laughs> asshole. Stop it. I'm fucking dying. I'm, I've been crying for like four minutes now. <laughs> the, Boston Globe, the Boston Evening Globe reported explosion theory favored by expert. The trial that ensued lasted for years and gathered input from thousands of expert witnesses, producing 20,000 pages of conflicting testimony. Ultimately, U.S. Industrial Alcohol, the company that owned the tank, was found liable, even as many questions remained about what had actually happened. More recent investigations suggest several fundamental problems with the structure of the tank. Designed to hold 2.5 million gallons of liquid, it measured 50 feet tall and 90 feet in diameter, but its still steel walls, which ranged from 0. 0, or 0.67 inches at the bottom to 0.31 inches at the top, were too thin to support the weight of a full tank of molasses. Found, in a, found a 20, 2014 analysis by Ronald Mayville. So what you're saying is, is that the company was definitely liable. Oh, yes. Yes, the company. Yeah, Fuck! no, I wasn't even going to do it. I wasn't even going to do it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I was going to let it go. <laughs> what I will say, though, is that if it were come, oh there would be enough to charge every J.O. Crystal in, in the existence. world. <laughs> My volume is off. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> so, uh, found a, a 2014 yeah. analysis by Ronald Mayville. A scene, yeah. All that information was found in a 2014 analysis by Ronald Mayville, a senior structural engineer in the Massachusetts consulting firm of Simpson, Gumperts, and Hager. Flawed, <laughs> flawed rivet design was another problem. According to That's also a great gamer tag. Flawed, flawed rivet, rivet design. design. According to Mayfield's analysis, and stresses were too high on the rivet holes where cracks first formed. Now, although molasses had been poured into the container 29 times, only four of those refills were to near capacity. The fourth top-off happened two days before the disaster when a ship arrived from Puerto Rico carrying 2.3 million gallons of molasses. Jesus Christ. At that point... That's the, so much molasses. At that point, the tank held enough molasses to fill three and a half Olympic-sized swimming pools. Jesus. Good Lord. What the fuck is the size of an Olympic? I was just about pool? to fucking say. <laughs> look, look it up. This is not a commonly known fact where I come from. No, me either. <laughs> because I, I hear it all the time. It's everywhere. And yeah, it comes up. What is the capac? What is the capacity of an Olympic sized swimming pool? Is what comes up on Google. Yep. What's the answer? Twenty five hundred meters cubed. <laughs> I don't know what the... 88,000 cubic feet. 
Oh, cool. Good. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh -huh. About two acre feet. I. It's so crazy how none of this is a useful metric. I know. (laughs) Gallons, Uh, motherfucker. How many gallons? Well, Google. I have liters. Oh, (laughs) goddamn. 2.5 million we should, liters. We should convert. We should. We should convert. We are the only fucking country that doesn't. It's like us in f- Libya or some shit. Like, I, it struck me the other day, Ugh. and I, I got pissed because, you know, I was playing Assassin's Creed again, and, you know, the distance is in meters. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is the distance in meters? And then I was like, oh, yeah, because we're the only ones that fucking use Because Ubisoft is French. You know what? <laughs> it's not even that hard. I know. It's no. not even really that hard. They tried it in the 70s, and everybody got pissed. We already know that a meter is roughly three feet. Yeah. And you don't need to know exact measurements unless you're building something or putting a fucking design together. Uh, I did I did do the conversion. It's 660,000 gallons. There you go. That's a lot of gallons. So, the, yeah, that's almost it's over 19. Wait, we did all this, and it said the number of gallons of molasses that were... Yeah. We could have just divided by three, but... It was less fun that way. <laughs> but the, both the inadequate thickness and rivet issues were signs of negligence. And structural engineers knew better at the time, says Rossow. But the tank had been built quickly in the winter of 1915 to meet rising demand for industrial alcohol, which could be distilled oh. from molasses and sold to weapons companies who used it to make dynamite and other explosives for use during World War One. And instead of inspecting... That's why molasses was so fucking big? Yes. I did not know molasses was like a key component for dynamite. Yeah, the alcohol. Wow. Yeah. And instead of inspecting the tank and filling it with water first to test it for flaws, USIA ignored all warning signs, including groaning noises. Jesus Christ. Every time it was filled. You know what? (laughs) You know what? This is a lot like... <laughs> Every time they poured in the molasses, it would go. That's <laughs> what you've never heard a metal tank go. Uh. <laughs> legends say. Legends say. This is a tragedy. <laughs> legends say if you listen closely in the town, you can still hear the tank. <laughs> Going, yes, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, just like that. (laughs) I was just going to say that this is is reading a lot like a fucking Kyle Hill script about nuclear power. It's like, like, oh man, nuclear energy is so safe if you don't do what they did and ignore Uh every fucking warning that could ever have happened. I've also been sitting here the entire time, like, (sighs) between... Between jizz jokes, wondering why such a vast quantity of molasses needed to be transported like this, and then you finally mentioned that it's uh, for, for explosives for the war. Yeah, for war, yes, it's exactly. For the war, it's so, always been for the war. There were also uh, obvious what cracks. Is it good for apparently industrial uh, progress. <laughs> so there were also obvious cracks. Before the tank blew, children would bring cups to fill with sweet molasses that dripped out of it. It was dripping. Yes. To the extent that children were like, yo, free molasses, and walking up with fucking Dixie cups. Right. No, 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 no. Way more Oliver Twist. They're 10. 
<laughs> they rattle the bars of your prison cell. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> when a laborer brought actual sheets of sh- sh- actual shards of steel from the tank's walls into the treasurer's office as evidence of the potential danger, Roswell, you have to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> what? It's literally it's cracking open. Yes, and they're still they're like, nah, it's fine. What year? Uh, this was back in the 1915s or whenever it was. Okay. But, oh, um, whoa, wrote, whoa, way before child labor laws. Yeah. But. yeah. Uh, Rossell, the guy who was the, the professor emeritus, wrote in a 2015 analysis, um, the treasurer replied, I don't know what you want me to do. The tank still stands. Oh, my God. What engineers didn't know at the time, Rossell says, was that the steel had been mixed with too little manganese. Now, that gave it a high transition temperature, making the metal brittle when it cooled below 59 degrees. The air temperature on the day of the disaster was about 40. Its brittleness might have been the final straw. There were a lot of culprits, Rasal says. A similar flaw, he adds, befell it's some the, of the early... It was the straw that broke the cummel's back. Nice. <laughs> uh, a similar flaw, he adds, befell some of the early Liberty ships built by the U.S. during World War II. Once the floodgates opened, the principles of fluid dynamics compounded the problem, says Nicole Sharp, an aerospace engineer in Denver and author of FYFD, a fluid dynamics website. Woo! Party woman. Uh, (laughs) She became interested in the molasses flood after helping teach a class at Harvard University in which a group of undergraduate students created a scaled model of the event. Nice. That's pretty fucking cool. mm -hmm. They released a vat of corn syrup into a tiny cardboard Boston and used high-speed cameras to film what happened. Nice. Damn. That's ingenuity. I want to see that. Me too. She said, I watched as the corn syrup engulfed tiny figures, she says. It would be like having a tsunami wave hit you. It made me want to look into the physics of the accident. She was particularly intrigued. Yeah, when I said it's heavy, water is heavy, and molasses is heavier than that. Right. Uh, imagine, imagine like at a water park when you get hit by that spray of water yeah. from a from a ride. Uh huh. That's going fast and is less gallons. Yeah. But you know how in the ocean when a wave hits you, there's really not a lot you can do, even though it's kind of slow. No, yeah, it's like you got hit by a soft wall. Yeah. <laughs> imagine getting hit by a wall of water that big coming at you at 35 miles an hour. That's faster than you're legally allowed to drive in neighborhoods in the USA. Yeah. Because and, it's and deadly. It's thick. It's th- and now imagine that it's basically maple syrup. Uh-huh. Like... Even thicker than that, though, like maple syrup with way too much sugar in it. And like you're getting hit by a wall of that going 35 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Uh That's like about as fast as cars go right now. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I don't know if you even go that fast. Um, So she was particularly intrigued by reports of how fast the molasses flowed. Molasses, which is one and a half times denser than water, is notoriously slow to pour. But in the flood, molasses, which is... notoriously slow to pour. (laughs) Yeah. It's just notoriously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Molasses, which is a non-Newtonian fluid like ketchup or toothpaste, would have moved as a gravity current, much like a mudslide, avalanche, or lava flow. That's that's so good. A mudslide is a great example. Mm -hmm. So based on the features of molasses, Sharp's calculations confirmed that the initial wave could have moved as quickly as 35 miles per hour. 
Now, the day's mild conditions probably aided the spread of molasses, which flowed outward for about two blocks. Conditions grew much worse that night as temperatures dropped, causing the liquid to become increasingly viscous. Already pinned down by falling buildings, some victims then became stuck in molasses. The liquid was a foot deep in some places. At least one person died by asphyxiation hours after the accident. Ooh. I knew that was coming. I did too, but what a fucking bad way to go. Yeah, that's got to be the worst. Rescue efforts would have likely been easier, she speculates, if the accident had happened in the heat of July and the molasses had been able to spread further out from the tank. Yeah, imagine basically getting frozen into molasses until you die. Uh, dude, you, mm-hmm. they fu- he got Han Soloed. Like, yep. yep. He got carbonated for or real. Jurassic Park mosquitoed. Yeah. That's fucked up. Uh, there's plenty of science to explain what went wrong in the molasses flood, but the accident ultimately boils down to ethics, says Rossell, who has analyzed building collapses and other case studies to understand when engineering disasters are a result of negligence. Most of the things I've looked at don't really have much to do with lack of scientific knowledge, so much as a lack of responsibility of the people in charge, he says. It's an ethical issue rather than understanding the science. He's like, uh, it's fucking obvious the tank wasn't built to do that, and their bosses would not let them fix it. That's how many, many industrial accidents happen. Yep. That's how every industrial accident happens, really. So that's the story. Um, either that or somebody got drunk on the job, literally. Yeah. That was the Exxon Valdez. Yeah. The captain was drunk. Is that the, that's the, the canal one? Or the... No, that's the oil spill. Yeah, the in Alaska. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Not the one that recently happened in the Erie Canal or the Panama Canal, where the yeah. boat got stuck and everybody thought it was a fucking QAnon. It was a meme for a yeah. while. God, it's my favorite joke from when that boat got stuck. Was somebody was like, "Imagine being the first boat to pass through the Panama Canal after it gets unblocked, and knowing that you have the potential to do the funniest thing that's ever happened." What gets stuck again? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Execute maneuver B. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we went on a little journey there. We sure did. <laughs> we sure did. So if you would like to join in on the conversation that is inevitably about to occur on Discord. Um, go yeah, our Discord is going to be a, a dangerous place for the next few days. <laughs> um, the Discord link will be in the uh, description. Also, it will be on our Facebook page because it expires every seven days. It, can't you make a permanent one, I don't though? know. I'm not a Discord None person. None of us know how to use Discord. I, I, there has to be a way. We there need has a to Discord be mod. I, I didn't get invited to Chuddle the we, Pods. I just joined it. We actually do need a Discord mod. We do. We, if one of our patrons wants to be a Discord mod, let us know. Actually, we'll one, uh, the plant mom that's coming to visit said that she would be willing to be a mod for us. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Damn, we'll discuss that with her when she gets here, I guess. We will. Yeah. Um, again, no announcements to be made other than, uh, very shortly, uh, there's going to be some great upheaval. Hold on. (coughs) Bless. Bless again. Thank you. As one of us, if not all of us are moving. Don't know how that's going to play out yet, but it's going to change the dynamics of how this show is done. A bit. Temporarily. Yeah. Uh, There may even be an off week or two in there with moving happening we'll yeah, have to see we'll figure it out i thought about possibly like going back to some of the original ones 
that we've done the original episodes uh-huh. before I knew how to edit and make it sound decent. Uh-huh. And like just remastering. Remastering. Yeah. Basically. Um, but that'll throw off. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. Yeah. That you will not know that we're gone. How's that? One way or another. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll, we'll hopefully figure out how to make it so you don't yeah. realize that we have uh, lives outside of the podcast. Uh-huh. Some of us. <clears throat> we only exist to, to when, podcast. When you press play. Oh, by the way, um, this is a midweek, so it's actually the perfect time to say this. If you're still here at the end of the midweek, especially after this midweek, um, <laughs> you, you got to join my revolution. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. You're starting a revolution. Yeah, huh? I'm starting a revolution. What's it's a nonviolent about? one. Uh-huh. Um, mostly, mostly, we're just going to... Uh, we're just gonna say fuck the police a lot and do political rants on podcasts, but um, that was literally the whole idea behind Ruben's rants back in the day before you gave up on that. Oh no, I just I'm just talking in a regular podcast episode. We're just gonna uh, do that. Okay. I don't have enough rants. I need something to rant about, and I specifically don't watch the news because it makes <laughs> me sad. So I I could talk about One Piece, but. Yeah, I know. Hey, did we not literally just make a plan, like, the other night? Yeah, we did. We did, did make a plan. Have you started listening to The Adventure Zone? Shh. No, not yet. It's not time. How is it not time? It's been a year. It's time for One Piece. Fine. One Piece is not a podcast. He can't watch One Piece or read One Piece while at work. Yeah, but it's... He kind of can. No, How? I can't. There is podcasts about it. Yes, but I... I've told you my feelings on this. Anyways, guys, if you want Ruben, not Ruben, the other guy, Josh. That's me. Damn. To actually listen to the Adventure Zone, read One Piece, do One Piece content, go to the Discord. Link will be in the description. I'm literally so, I want want to talk about One Piece so bad. Because I have, I want to, if you're into it like I think you will be. I hopefully I'm right, but if I'm not, that's fine too. It's whatever. But if you are into it to a certain extent, I kind of want to get you into some of the theories and how they shake and the, how they shook out. Uh-huh. Um, because I have some theories that differ greatly from what everybody else thinks. Heard from what I can <clears throat> tell. And if you follow us on the Discord, you know that I watch really, 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 really bad movies on purpose. Um, I am here to say, I have seen Feeders 2, which is amazing, and I watched the first 10 minutes of Feeders 3 before I shut that piece of shit off. And that says a lot, if you know me. It it says a great deal. <laughs> you know the problem? Why what? I have a problem with it? Why? Because they were being Deadpool about it. Oh, damn. They they knew they were a bad movie. The uh-huh. movie started with like a guy like doing like an introduction, like a news reporter, uh-huh. saying you have to have seen the first two feeders movies to enjoy this, and we promise it'll be nothing above subpar. And I hate yeah. movies that know they're bad uh-huh. and play into the, like they also had a movie I started watching the other night called House Squatch. House Squatch? House Squatch. It was a Sasquatch movie. Uh-huh. I gathered. And, you know, the first couple minutes, I'm laughing my ass off because there's two guys who are supposed to be in a helicopter, and one guy's wearing mirrored aviators. Uh-huh. And I noticed that the reflection was blurred. Uh-huh. I'm like, why the fuck is the reflection blurred? And I realized that I finally was able to figure it out because when he looked off to the right of the helicopter, 
you could see houses and grass and trees because they're they, in a car. They were in a car. Yeah. So they blurred. And I was laughing my ass off. Awesome. This is going to be great. And then they showed how the, the Sasquatch. Uh-huh. It was obviously a dude in a gorilla costume with uh-huh. yellow eyes. Fine. Whatever. I've seen worse. But he's walking through a fucking backyard and trips over or stubs his toe on a kid's little pedal. Like a, a bike. No, oh, little, oh, like one of those little like Tonka car or car. Yeah. Picks it up, throws it over his head and then flicks it off. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. No, dare insult me like that, you fuckers. I, I hate it when movies do that. I love when good movies know their movies on purpose. Uh-huh. I, or like in Deadpool where one or more characters know they're in a movie, but right. everybody else is confused about it. That's that's novel here and then, but or now and then. But like, it's just... I hate it when it's like you it would be like if the next Captain America movie came out and that movie started with Captain America being like, right, so I'm Captain America played by Chris Evans uh-huh. and that's who, who I am this movie. Stay right. tuned, folks. Mm-hmm. I would I would kill myself. I would I would just be the worst outcome. And the problem is is that one of our people on Discord sent me like a list of movies that calling for a Maradon. A Maradon, a uh-huh, Maradon. nice, excellent, and it was, adorable. There was Cocaine Bear, Cocaine Shark, Cocaine Cougar, nice, and Cocaine Crabs. Uh huh. And the only one that I can find online, on, on streaming, Roku, whatever, is Cocaine Bear, uh huh, which is on Peacock, and I'm not paying for Peacock. Peacock. Is Peacock supposedly free? It is, but there are certain things you have to be subscribed to. Ah. Um, and uh, Cocaine Cougar. But it was on some streaming service I don't have, or I had to pay like nine dollars to watch it or something. I mean that—that's what Patreon's for. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <clears throat> the people have requested. <laughs> but the question is, have they requested like I did, where I just got elevated and watched a movie and just randomly commented on it, or are they wanting me to live stream while I'm watching it? I mean, you can't do that legally. So you can if you're not playing the audio. Can you? Yeah. That's what Rift Tracks does. Uh. You just say, I'm starting the movie now. And people watch it while you're talking about it. Um, you could also do a, like what we did, like a video style, but with, I guess we would need. We'll talk about it later because we're still <laughs> recording. Oh, yeah. Shit. Um, it, oh, yeah. I mean, I knew I was, cause I was talking, but. Our. Uh, say, hey, bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This this went off the rails a minute. The minute come was brought into the conversation. <laughs> we broke our brains. <laughs>